captain when he looked at his relationship with God. David said in the most famous passage of Psalms, The Lord is my shepherd. David is making a declaration that he himself, being a shepherd, has an understanding that, that I am but a sheep in the hand of God. I am someone that is going to need God's leading and God's guiding. I'm going to need God's correcting. I might find myself, and you know, there's some people that have read this verse a thousand different times, and, and they have said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, uh, thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. But I want you to notice that David is not putting that in light of, of, of making the right decision. David is actually saying, uh, the Lord leads me in the paths of righteousness. He leads me beside still waters. He looks at God as a shepherd and he says, uh, and he's saying, when the shepherd has his way, he's leading me into good things. When the shepherd has his way, I find comfort. I find rest. When the shepherd has his way. But then you see that there's a difference here. Yea, though I walk. And there's always a moment where the sheep lose the shepherd. And the shepherds go. I want to tell you, some people say, well, I'm just walking through the valley of the shadow of death and God drug me through there. No, 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 my friend. Uh, that's not the way David was saying it. Uh, David was saying that, that, yes, I go down into the valley of the shadow of death, but I don't fear evil because I know there's a shepherd. I might have got myself into this position, but I've also got a shepherd that's going to get me out of this position. Oh, somebody praise him. Hallelujah. So we've got a shepherd. We are sheep. The Bible says in Psalms 100, verses 3 and 4, Know ye that the Lord, he is God, that he has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. That's what will make this next verse make a whole lot more sense. Uh, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Uh, he's saying when you've got a revelation that the Lord is your shepherd, when you've got an understanding that you are the sheep of his pasture, he's saying when you walk through the sheep gate, when you walk through the gate uh, and you make that decision, the Lord's going to be my shepherd. Uh, he says you do it with thanksgiving. You do it with praise. Because can anybody tell me, amen, what you would have been had you not had the opportunity to enter into his gates? If you hadn't had the opportunity to be a sheep of his pasture, you'd have been out there all by yourself. But when I come to the house of God, I thank him. I praise him. I can't help but give God glory. Oh, somebody do that for just a moment. Somebody magnify him. I can't help but praise God because when I think about the fact that I am in his gates, I am in his pasture, I am in his courts, I could be in a lot of other places, I could be in a lot of other pastures, but I'm thankful to be a sheep in his pasture. Amen. Isaiah 53 and 6 puts it this way, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. This is the nature of sheep. We, we, we find ourselves in positions at times where we go off, we go astray. And there is an answer for that. The Bible says in Matthew 9 and 36, but when he, speaking of Jesus, saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted 
and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. I want you to know that as sheep, we do find ourselves in the valley of the shadow of death. As sheep, we do find ourselves getting astray. Jesus would tell the parable of the one sheep that got away. And there, that is the nature of sheep. They like to be in the group. They like to be in the crowd. But ever so often, they find themselves out there by themselves. And Jesus looks on them with compassion. And the reason he had compassion is because they were fainting because they were like sheep without a shepherd. While studying for this message, I came across some distinctions and characteristics that sheep have. Some sheep's wool will grow forever unless they let the shepherd shear them. This can lead to problems if they don't let the shepherd shear them. Sheep that are pregnant, overweight, or too heavy with fleece can't always right themselves when they fall over. They need that shepherd to come by and to pick them up and to put them on their on their feet. They need the shepherd to pick them up and to put them on solid ground. Has anybody ever been there where you've fallen and you can't get up? Oh, come on, I'm going to preach to somebody. You've fallen and you can't get up. There's too much burden and too much weight that you've been carrying. And you've fallen down and you can't right yourself no matter how hard you try. But I've come to let you know we have a shepherd that's coming by to pick you up and to set your feet on solid ground. Oh, somebody clap your hands and give him praise. Depending on their fleece's weight, sheep can run at a max speed of 25 miles per hour. When speaking of their eyesight, they have rectangular pupils that have nearly a 360-degree horizontal vision. Paul would put it this way, you've got to walk circumspectly. You've got to be willing to look around you. Amen. Can I tell you, as a sheep in God's pasture, you've got to be willing to see the world around you. You've got to be willing to see the horizontal. You've got to be willing to see your brother, your sister. It is a must. This is what keeps sheep inside of the group. This is what keeps sheep knowing where the rest are going. They've got their eyes out. But also, it is these rectangular pupils that will Allow them to see if an enemy is coming from behind, if an enemy is coming from the side, or if an enemy is coming from the front. You've got to have proper vision if you're going to be a sheep in God's pasture. You've got to have the right viewpoint if you're going to be a sheep in God's pasture. Due to their great horizontal sight, they were able to see everything around them. However, there is a slight problem with this. They have great horizontal vision but they sacrifice their vertical vision. They can see everything around themselves, but they cannot always see above themselves. They can see everything going on around them, but not always do they have the ability to see if an enemy is coming from above. Nor do they have the ability to see, as David would put it, lift up your eyes, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Sometimes that sheep gets so busy down here on the horizontal that it can't do what David said. Lift up your eyes towards the hills from whence cometh 
Come on. I'm telling you, sometimes we get so busy down here, we can't see what's coming from up here. Oh, somebody praise him. I'm going to preach to somebody right now. It's so easy to get so horizontal. We're worried about the job. We're worried about the car. We're worried about the house. We're worried about this person and that person, this problem and that problem. And the devil can come swooping down. But sometimes when that old eagle comes down to swoop up on that sheep, it's got to lift up its head. It's got to lift up its head and look towards the shepherd as if it needs help. Oh, somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. Somebody's eyes are being lifted up right now. Somebody's chin is being lifted up right now. Don't be so downtrodden. You got help coming from above. Oh, somebody magnify him. Lift up your hands. Come on, let's lift up our hands and let's worship him. Come on, that's where some folks are at right there. Amen. You can see everything going on around you. But I want to ask you, have you lifted up your head in a while and saw your help coming in and saw the shepherd coming through those doors and saw the shepherd coming through those gates and saw the shepherd coming through the church doors? He's coming, but you got to lift up your head. Oh, somebody praise him. They have horizontal vision. Great. Poor, poor vertical vision. Unless they change how they're looking. And sometimes you got to let God turn your head. you got to let God begin to change your perspective. I know you see things uh, one way, but you got to sometimes, uh, the David put it this way, you anoint my head with oil. Sometimes you need that anointing to run down in your eyes. Sometimes you need that anointing to run over your brain uh, so it can change your perspective. Sometimes the shepherd's got to come by and say, you're not seeing things properly. Let me lift up your eyes. They've got, they've got great vision when you talk about the horizontal. Not very good vertical vision. But also, they've got really poor depth perception. They can see things coming from a long way. They can see trouble coming. But they often cannot see in front of their own noses. That's why Jesus would say, you got to remove the beam from your eye before you remove it from your brother's eye. It's, it is easy, I will tell you, as a sheep in God's pasture, it's easy to be able to look a mile away and see my brother's problems. Oh, come on. Anybody going to be honest with me here today? It's real easy to look across the church and see everybody else's issue. But when's the last time you said, Shepherd, can you help me see that I've got some issues? Come on. Come on. We came to church today. Uh, Shepherd, can you help me see that, that maybe I'm a little burdened with the wool I've got? Maybe uh, I've got stuck some briars to me, and maybe I've got a few things going on in my life. Uh, I've come to let somebody know uh, it ain't time to worry about what's going on with everybody else. Uh, it's time to say, Shepherd, help me to be a sheep in your pasture. Oh, somebody praise him. Sheep, they have great eyesight, but not up close. They can see, they can often see far away, but, 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 but often in the, in the here and now, in the moment, it's, it's hard. And that's how, that's how people are. We can see, man, when we think about 20 years from now, we dream and we're great about dreaming. But often what do you do when you need to know what, to put, what foot to put in front of the other? 
what step to take next. That's where you need good depth perception. That's why you got to have a shepherd in your life. Sheep also have excellent hearing. They are so good at hearing that they can direct their ears in the, in the direction of any sound. Sound arrives at each ear slightly different times with a small difference in volume. They're able to attune one ear this direction and another ear that direction. They can hear things coming and they can hear things going. They have wonderful, wonderful hearing. We are to be those sheep that when we hear the shepherd's voice, as Jesus would say, we've got to be willing to attune our ears. That's why Jesus would put it this way, he that has ears to hear. Everybody in this building, I hope, has ears on their head. But the question is not about whether you have ears. The question is, do they work? The shepherd will come by and he will call. But if we're too busy attuning our ear to everything else, we will miss the shepherd's call. And we will, that's how people get astray. We forget the shepherd's voice and we forget the shepherd's call. This hearing is wonderful. It helps them. It blesses them. But unfortunately, their good hearing also has a disadvantage. They have such good hearing that they can often become frightened and paralyzed by sudden loud noises, making them an easy target for predators. That's what the Bible says, we are sheep. We are sheep. In contrast, when we look at the lion, the lion's roar can be heard from five miles away. That lion can run up to 50 miles per hour, and they do that when they're hunting. That is twice as fast as any sheep can run. Lions can hear their prey from over a mile away. They know what they're listening for. They're listening for the cry of one lamb that has gone astray. Lions can open their jaws almost a foot wide, giving them one of the animal kingdom's greatest and biggest bites. In that bite, they have three types of teeth. There are the incisors. Those are the small teeth in the front of the mouth. These are used for gripping and tearing meat. There are the canines, which are the most famous four large teeth in the front. They can reach up to three inches in length. They are used to rip skin and to tear away meat. There finally are the carnassial, which are the sharpest teeth at the back of the mouth. And they act like a pair of scissors to cut the meat as they begin to swallow their prey as whole as they can. Their claws are retractable like most felines. They grow to about two inches in length. This isn't your little cat, Fluffy. The lion's tongue is so rough, it's rougher than sandpaper. It's covered in tiny spines that can lick the flesh right off the bone. Lions hunt from dusk until dawn, trying to utilize darkness as their cover because their eyesight sees perfectly at night. That's why the Bible says be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. I've come to preach to somebody here today, you are no match for your enemy. Let me help somebody. There are some people that maybe have the wrong ideology that they've got this and they can handle this and they can do it all by themselves. But I want to let you know here and now that you are no match for your enemy, the devil. I didn't come to glorify the devil. That's not what I come here to do. But I want somebody to recognize that you cannot do this by yourself. 
when you recognize uh, your your dysfunctions and your inabilities, uh, you start to recognize uh, that enemy can come at any moment, uh, and I'm not ready to handle him by myself. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and let's pray for just a moment. Come on, let's pray. I've come to give somebody good news here today, but first I got to tell you the truth. You're not able to do this by yourself. You are not faster than your enemy. You are not stronger than your enemy. Can I help somebody? Well, somebody would say, well, no, the devil's no big deal. He's been whooped up on by Jesus. Yes, you're right. He was whooped up on by Jesus. But can I tell you about the Bible says there were seven sons of one Sceva, and they said, we adjure you by the Jesus that Paul preaches. And they tried to cast out the devil, but my Bible says that devil came by and whooped up on them, stripped them, and left them naked, and they ran out absolutely tormented by the enemy. Can I tell somebody here today, a man or a woman without God is no defense against the lion that we call the devil. Amen. No man, woman, or child has the ability in themselves to defend against their adversary, the devil. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Let's pray. Oh, Jesus, let's pray. I've come to help somebody. You can't do this by yourself. The Bible never told you to do this by yourself. The Bible never wanted you to do this by yourself. God never commanded you to do this by yourself. Any sheep that thinks they can fight a lion is crazy. Any sheep that thinks, think, think about it, sheep don't have sharp teeth. Sheep don't, they can't run fast. Sheep don't have claws. They don't have any natural way of defending themselves. And that's the way God made it. God did not want any natural defenses in sheep. And when he calls us sheep, he wants us to know you do not have any natural defenses. You, you don't have any natural ability to fight back against this enemy that is coming your direction. Amen. God is wanting us to recognize we have a deficiency inside of ourselves that we cannot overcome by ourselves. And in our text, we see what happens. There was a lion, not a bear, not a wolf, not a hyena, a lion, the fiercest and most powerful of all predators. And we see that he's got in his mouth, what's hanging out of his mouth, I should say, two legs. These are the shanks, the lower part of the leg below the knee, which is dry. It doesn't have any meat. It doesn't have any fat. It's just bone only. There's no substance. And then it says, or a piece or a tip of an ear. Ultimately, all that's left is worthless. This animal, this enemy has come by and took everything of value. Isn't that just like the devil? Comes by in an individual's life and takes everything of value. Takes everything of worth. I'm preaching right, real good to somebody. He comes. The devil didn't come, amen, to patty cake with you and your family. The devil came for one reason. Jesus would put it this way, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I've come to let you know the devil's not your friend. He's your adversary. He's not your friend. He's your adversary. But I've come to let you know we've got a shepherd. Oh, somebody worship him. He's eaten everything of value. He's eaten everything of worth. 
But the Bible says something powerful. As the shepherd, I thank God for having a shepherd. I thank God for having a shepherd. I thank God that he has come by and he has in more than one way, in more one, more than one time, that good shepherd, as Jesus would call himself, has come down. I have found myself astray. I many times have been the one that is off all by myself. I don't know how I got in this position. Maybe my vision was off and maybe I was not focused on the right things. Maybe my hearing led me to think that the rest, that the, that the rest of the sheep were going this direction or the shepherd was over there and I, I thought I heard his voice and I end up out here in the middle of nowhere in the wilderness but I've come to let somebody know that's just what the devil's waiting for is for somebody to end up in the wilderness away from the crowd away from the group oh somebody lift up your hands and let's pray I'm closer to being done than you think right here and right now. But somebody needs to pray because there is an adversary. There is an adversary, and he is walking about seeking whom he may devour. He's got one goal in your life, and that is destruction. He's got one goal in your life, and that is destruction, and that is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Somebody pray right now. Oh, come on, let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This sheep can get off all by itself. And we see it. In fact, we see it even in the story of David. David is recounting his story. He said that I was taking care of the sheep as a good shepherd would. And out of nowhere came forth a lion and a bear. I don't know if this is at the same time. See, some some attacks are real brutal. I don't know if it came at the same time or if it was different times. He said, there came forth a lion. And you know what? David understood this lion's coming for something. And he came for one of the little lambs. Because the devil always goes for the weakest. He always goes for the one that's off in the background, off in the crowd. He goes for the one that's hanging out by itself. And and David is the good shepherd trying to do his best to take care of everything going on. And there's this one over here and that one. Okay, I've watched over that one. Now let's go over to this one. And he's doing his best to keep a juggling act of taking care of the sheep. And he, he takes a moment and he looks up and he sees this lion's tail as it goes back into the woods. And he knows this this lion didn't come to hang out. This lion didn't come to play games. And the Bible says David got up from where he was. Amen. I'm preaching about a shepherd here today. He got up from where he was. And he found that, the Bible says he found that that lamb was in the mouth of the lion. That, 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 that lamb was in the mouth of the enemy. And he, David didn't say, well, it's over and it's done with. And that thing's dead and gone. I might as well give in and give up. I've come to preach you about the shepherd's heart the shepherd doesn't stop even while you're in the mouth of the lion the shepherd doesn't quit even when you're in the mouth of the adversary there is a shepherd that will not give up even while you feel like giving up there is a shepherd that will not stop even while teeth are dug in to you I've come to preach there's a shepherd that's coming by let's stand and lift up our hands right all across the building Oh, come on, let's pray. Let's pray all across the building. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. 
Come on, let's pray all across the world. I feel Jesus in this building. I feel the shepherd in this house. I feel the shepherd in this house. Oh, Jesus, we worship you. Brother John. David is a shepherd. And he sees us in the mouth of the lion. I'm going to be the lion here today. I'll let you be the shepherd. You'll be a better shepherd than me. Here's the lamb. Really small lamb. All right. I'm going to be the shepherd here today. You ready for that? Ready for that responsibility? David sees this lamb in the mouth of the lion. I ain't letting go. I want to let you know. This is my meal. I own this now. This is mine. This is my possession. I already got it. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. I own it. I control it. It's mine. I control where it goes, who it talks to, what it does, how it thinks. The devil's slick and the devil's sly. All of a sudden, people that used to pray are now at the bars. Yeah. The devil's real tricky. People that used to worship God are now, are now all of a sudden doing their own thing. And they don't even recognize it sometimes because they were so attuned to all these other things. The devil swooped right in the back. People that used to praise God, now they're just listening to stuff they probably shouldn't listen to watching things they probably shouldn't watch. Come on, I'm preaching real good. I got him, shepherd. What are you going to do about it? It's only a lamb shank. It's just bone. There's nothing left worth in value. You can't cook it. You can't eat it. There's no wool to sell at the market. What are you going to do about it? There's nothing left but just a piece of an ear. What do you think the shepherd would do? He starts a tug of war. Back and forth. Back and forth. I've come to preach about your shepherd here today. You aren't a defense. You aren't a defense for your enemy. But I've come to let you know who is. It's the shepherd. And he'll pull on whatever's left. I've come to preach to somebody. If you got nothing but the feet that walked you in this building. And nothing but the ears to hear this preacher. It's still worth saving. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands all across the building. I don't have much left. I don't have much left. But it's still worth saving. I want to open up this altar. I want to open up this altar. This is an opportunity for any sheep that's in the mouth of the lion to say, Shepherd, you can have my ear. Shepherd, you can have my leg. Pull me out. Come on. The Holy Ghost is in this building. I don't feel like I got much left. The pieces are still worth saving. I don't feel like I got value. The pieces are still worth saving. I made too many mistakes. The pieces are still worth saving. Lift up your voice and let's pray all across the building.
You might feel like you're in pieces, but you are worth saving. There is value to the shepherd. There is value to the God of our salvation. feel the Holy Ghost in this building. Feel the Holy Ghost in this building. Somebody needs to pray right now. put it this way. If you're praying, I want you to keep praying. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's what your adversary came to do. But Jesus said, I, the shepherd, am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. I want you to know how powerful he feels about this. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Jesus says you're so worth saving and the pieces of your life are still worth saving. I will lay down my own life. Amen. To tear you out of the mouth of your adversary. One more time. Lift up your hands. Talk to your shepherd. Cry out to your God. Shepherd. Shepherd, I need life. I need life. I need abundant life. He's rescuing right now. He's saving right now.
Lift up your hands all across the middle. Let's talk to him. There are people being rescued from the mouth of their adversary today. The shepherd never loses a tug of war. The shepherd never loses. You just got to give him a piece to grab onto. Oh, somebody worship him. Shepherd, we thank you for always watching out for us, for rescuing us when we go astray, for looking for us when we wander off. We thank you so much that you will pull us, even if there's not much left, God, you still pull us out of the mouth of the lion. You still finish off our adversary. You still restore lives. You still restore hope and joy and peace. We give you glory and we give you honor, Jesus. I pray you would go with all of the sheep of your pasture here today, that, God, they would lean on you, that they would trust you, that they would follow the leading of your voice, God, that they would walk in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. We give you glory. We give you honor, Jesus. We give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen.